Hi, this is Lisa, and you are listening to Branching Out, an upbeat, friend-building, Christian-uniting ministry. Branch Living is part of the Infusing Faith Ministries, and that is a Christian life planning ministry. And this podcast, Branching Out, is part of Branch Living. In each podcast, we will focus on our Branch Living message, share an interesting story that pertains to our faith, inspirational, some disturbing, always relevant. We will share scripture, prayers, and praise. We podcast once each week, and in each episode, we go about 15 to 20 minutes in length. So thank you for joining us. Let us join the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this day. We thank you for this time together. We thank you that we're starting to see signs of spring and signs that the pandemic is leaving us. And we know, Father, that you are behind all of this, that your spirit guides us and your spirit controls the seasons. And we thank you, Father, for the warmer weather ahead for those of us in the Northern Hemisphere. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for each other. And we thank you for this ministry. We pray this in your name. Amen. So today's Branch Living Ministry is called How to Hear God's Voice. And you know, it's interesting the comments I get on my blog and the podcast from unbelievers. Generally, they go something like this. Don't waste my time with this message. It's all a bunch of nonsense. Sad that you have to believe in fairy tales. Don't share them with me. These are examples of some of the tame comments I get. Some are much worse than these, and I'll leave those to your imagination. You know, I find it sad when I read comments such as these, that there really are people who are completely out of touch with the kingdom of God. They only see what is here on this earth. And I find that not only sad, I find it frightening. When I look at this world, I try to see the true world, the spiritual world, behind this world. I love the Bible verse that says, For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I have been fully known. And that's 1 Corinthians 13.2, and that's in the ESV version. There is much that is happening in this world on a spiritual level, and we only see shadows. This can be very frustrating and confusing. How can we maneuver in shadows? Well, there is only one way. We must learn to hear the voice of God. For those who don't hear God's voice, the shadows can be confusing. They can be overwhelming. The thought that there is another dimension can indeed seem like a fairy tale. To me, there are only two choices, to live in a world of darkness and cynicism or to learn to hear God's voice, and I choose the latter. So how can we learn to hear the voice of God? Thankfully, we have been designed to hear His voice. It has been said that in each person's heart, There is a God-sized hole that only He can fill. And similarly, there is a sixth sense which God has given us so that we could be tuned in to His voice. You know, Paul tells us that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, 
against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. So we don't just walk in shadows, we wrestle with dark forces. And to win, we need the guidance of God. But how do we receive this guidance? Well, here are some ways that believers can learn to hear the voice of God. The first is to read the Bible. Jesus tells us, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. That's from John 10, 27 in the ESV. You learn to hear how God sounds when you read his word. His voice becomes more and more familiar. Listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. After ascending to heaven, Jesus sent the Holy Spirit to instruct us. He is the voice of wisdom. He never contradicts scripture. He nudges our conscience. The Holy Spirit sounds like God and not like us. A third way to hear God's voice is to pray. God responds to prayers, perhaps not as quickly as we like, but he does respond. Jesus set the example for us going off alone to speak with God and to listen. And then the fourth way to hear God's voice is to practice silence. Psalm 46:10 says, Be still and know that I am God. Only in stillness can we hear God speaking. Think how often in scripture we hear that God speaks in a still, small voice. In Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, we are told, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lead not in your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your paths straight. While few people have heard God speak in an audible voice, millions have been led by God. Read his word, be guided by the Holy Spirit, pray, practice silence, and give it time. So let me conclude with some of my favorite quotes on listening to God. Even when I hear nothing, I rest in knowing that he hears me. And that's from Bryce Avery. You, you know what you're hearing from God when you don't walk away with facts, but you walk away with faith. And that's from Carl Lentz. One of, my, one of the first steps we should take in knowing God's voice is knowing God's heart. And that's from Craig Keener. And this, friends, brings me back to the first point. To learn what God is saying, we must recognize his voice. May you seek him through the word and in silence. So amen to that. May you each learn to hear his voice and may you practice practice daily trying to hear his voice amidst all the shadows that we are in. So I found a great uplifting story for us today. And this story comes to us um, from, an, a, it's a story about a man in Alaska, and it's called Telling Alaska's Story. An Anchorage man has a wrong made right more than 60 years later. And this is written by Lauren Maxwell, and um, it's published in one of the newspapers uh, from there. 
by Lauren Maxwell, published February 7th, 2022. From Anchorage, Alaska, and the station is KTUU. Billy Ray Macon Sr. has a lot to be proud of. The Anchorage resident raised a loving family, owned a successful contracting business, and even authored a book about how people could get along better in the world. By all accounts, Macon was a success. But there is something that has always made this 80-year-old feel a little bit like a failure, something that happened more than 60 years ago. Macon graduated from what was then the Anchorage High School in 1961, and he recalls with pride stepping up to get his diploma, only to see that it had been stamped in red with the words, this student met the minimum state requirements. Instead of feeling proud, the red stamped stamp made him feel ashamed. I had a family, and that was the only thing on my mind was to get that diploma, he said. Billy Macon's diploma had a red stamp, and that stamp li just lived with him. That student met the mi minimum state requirement. The piece of paper did not reflect the hard work or the hardship Macon endured to make it through high school and support his family. A senior at age 19, he was already married and he had a young child and another one on the way. Macon described their Mountain View home as a one-room shack with a bathroom that didn't even have running water. Because he had no car, he walked an hour to school and back. There wasn't much time before he had to head out for his night job at the Air Force Base to support his family. I tried to do homework and when I got home from school, but it was by, by the time I got there, I'd get just a little bit of it done and it was time to get on my walking trek out to the Air Force Base. So I would walk out to the Air Force Base, work half the night, and then I would walk my way back. Macon's wife, Lourdes, said the diploma was set aside and it was rarely talked about. His diploma was never on display, she said. It was in a plastic bag and we put it away. Billy Macon didn't have time to dwell on it. I didn't let that stop me. I had too many things on my plate, he said. But there was one person who knew the pain that that red stamp had caused him, and that was Macon's granddaughter. It didn't define his success. He went on to become an amazing success, said Tafina Timpson. It didn't define who he was as a person, but to him, his pain and his hurt, it really weighed on him. Timpson wanted to do something for her grandfather, but wasn't sure how. An earlier attempt to contact the Anchorage School District had gone nowhere. So instead, she wrote a moving social media post about the inspiring man her grandfather had become and the one thing that had bothered him all these years. She talked about why he deserved a new diploma without that red stamp, something she hoped she could surprise him with on his 80th birthday. Well, the, po the post caught the attention of Sven Gustafsson, the principal of West Anchorage High School, the same school Macon had graduated from in 1961. If we can right a wrong from way back when, we might as well do it, said Gustafsson, promising to help. 
but he didn't tell the family exactly what he had in mind. On January 28th, the morning of Macon's birthday, the family headed to West Anchorage High School intending to pick up the diploma from the front office. Macon himself had no idea what was going on, thinking that they were going out for breakfast. Well, the next thing I know, we are pulling into the school parking lot and I said, what is this? And I stepped inside and oh man, I could have fainted, he said. Gustafson had arranged a graduation ceremony just for Macon, complete with cap and gown, the West High Choir, cheerleaders, and students in the audience. School District Superintendent Dina Bishop awarded Macon a new diploma, and more than a few people shed tears. Billy Ray Macon received the new diploma at a surprise ceremony on January 28th, his 80th birthday. He left with something to be proud of. It is unbelievable, he said. It is simply unbelievable. This time, he plans to hang his diploma on the wall. And you know, I just love this story because it just shows how even some of the small things we can do can right wrongs, can heal wounds. And uh, this granddaughter, by posting this on the wall, created a wonderful moment for her grandfather and righted a wrong that had been done many, many years ago. So it's such a beautiful story. So I'm gonna conclude our time together with another uh, couple of the resolutions of Jonathan Edward. Remember, he made 70 New Year's resolutions. And uh, number nine is resolved to think much on all occasions of my own dying and of the common circumstances which attend death. So that certainly doesn't sound like a, a resolution that many of us would make. But I think what he's saying here is, you know, we're all going to die and we need to keep that in mind. And we need to know that that's just a common thing for all of us. Um, but it also really does put things into perspective. So I can see why he did resolve to kind of keep that in mind. And then number 10, resolved when I feel pain to think of the pain of martyrdom and of hell. So again, you know, we're all supposed to kind of taste the sweetness of Jesus's life, but also the pain of Jesus's life. And I think that that's what he's talking about in that resolution. So that takes us through number 10. We're going to conclude then with our Bible verse. And as you know, the last time we talked, um, Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and killed him. So God said to Cain, where is Abel, your brother? And Cain said, I don't know. Am I my brother's keeper? And God said, what have you done? The voice of your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. Now you are cursed because of the ground, which has opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. From now on, when you till the ground, it won't yield its strength to you. You will be a fugitive and a wanderer in the earth. And Cain said to God, My punishment is too great, greater than I can bear. Behold, you have driven me out today from the surface of the ground. I will be hidden from your face. I will be a fugitive and a wanderer in the earth. Whoever finds me will kill me. And God said to him, Therefore, whoever slays you, vengeance will be taken upon him sevenfold. And God appointed a sign for Cain so that anyone finding him would not strike him. 
Cain left God's presence, and he lived in the land of Nod, east of Eden. And so, you know, we see here uh, the true nature of God, that God has to be just, but that God is loving. Even way back in Genesis, we see that Cain murders his brother. You know, in the first family, a murder occurs, and God could have wiped Cain off the earth. But God knew Cain's heart and knew he had done a wrong thing. And so he's punished, but yet God puts this sign on him so that he himself will not be killed. And um, I just think that that's such a beautiful thing that God chose this justice and love right there in the first family. So amen. We serve a wonderful, wonderful God. So um, thank you for joining me. And again, just remember that you can find us at branchliving.com on Facebook or Getter at Branch Living. On Facebook, we have an international community and it would be a privilege to have you sign up. All you have to do is go there and like us on Facebook. So join us and encourage your friends and family to join us as well. You can also go to branchliving.com and a little box will come up and you can sign up for our newsletter. And just remember, as a family of God, together we are stronger. So let's go before the Lord in prayer one more time. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time together. We thank you for the reminder that we have to learn to hear your voice. We thank you for the beautiful story of the man who received his diploma without the red marks and that a right that was a wrong that was right, made right many years later and how we as Christians can take wrongs and make them right. And then we go to the story of Cain and Abel and we see from the very beginning, God, the very beginning story of you, that you are a just God and you are a loving God. And we see that throughout the Bible. And we thank you so much that your nature is there for us to see and that we understand that you do bring justice, but you also bring love. We thank you for the gift of your son. We thank you for our faith. Lord, help us hear your voice. Amen. So until next week, stay close to God, stay in touch, and I will chat with you again soon.